0: Welcome to Profitable Powerhouse Properties with the AHI Group. I'm Jonathan Cook, and with you know, me as always... Brian Jenkins. Hey, uh, Brian. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great. I hope great all too. you listeners are are doing fantastic. Today, I, I want to talk about something pretty important that... that I mean, we've kind of touched on pieces of what we're going to talk about today. We've talked about... Like, if this is a puzzle, we've, we've put the corners in already. We're just filling in at this point. Right. If, if you want to use that analogy, which clearly I do because I said it, but I want to talk about building, building your team. If if you're a homeowner that's, or if you're an investor that's trying to make a business out of this whole rigmarole, that is buying properties, making money with your property, and whether that be rental or flip or whatever it happens to be, you have a team. You're not doing it yourself. I don't. I don't care who you are. If you're doing it by yourself. You're taking, you're, 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 it's not even worth your time at that point. They're, they're, I can't imagine anybody yeah, does this by
1: themselves. Lot, you're using a lot of energy. We'll see, yeah, you are. Leave it at that. So.
0: so I want to talk about that. Brian, do you want to kind of go over the, the parts that you think are important for a team, like the actual individual pieces? What What, what do you think is a uh, no-brainer you have to have? What, what are your, what are your essential pieces of buying a property and making money with it?
1: Well, I think you have to have the financing. So okay. if you're financing or paying cash, whatever your strategy is, so you have to obviously take care of that piece. Okay. You have to have that available to you before you do anything else. That's, uh, this elementary. And then I said, I think the second piece is property management Okay, and sales brokerage. So if you can get the two of those together, that's even better mm-hmm. for you, the investor. And if you get it together, I feel like you're, they're both working in your interest versus working against one another. Okay. What I mean by that is we've talked about it on previous episodes to where a sales agent will pre- prepare a rental comp, okay? And if they're not in it every day, as you know. Oh, sure. They're not as experienced in the rental side of it. They may be on the sales side of it, but they're not they don't understand completely what's happening on the rental side. What sure. about the rental market's buried. So,
0: and and also, and and this is not to say every agent does no, this, no. but most, uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't even say most, but but the the risk that comes with letting someone who is not going to manage your property sell you a property is mm-hmm. is the fact that they are really they only in it for that one transaction
1: yeah and it's all that, that's all motivated that's by that's financial transaction
0: so ultimately yeah. ultimately that's that's their goal as a real estate agent if you're if you're dealing with somebody who their job is to list a house and sell it and if you're mm-hmm. trying to get rental comps from a listing agent on the property that he's listing or she's listing they're always going to put it at whatever makes their property seem to be the best value that they're it's just natural to say yeah i mean yeah these can get Two thousand a month when maybe they can only get sixteen. Maybe there's one comp that says two thousand a month. Well, and they're going to use oh, it's as good as that one. Well, maybe there's some extenuating circumstances. Maybe that's got maintenance wrapped up in it. Maybe it doesn't. You know, there's all kinds of things that they might be taking into consideration.
1: And I think we've used this story before, but we have a group of investors from California that actually were relying on sales agents to provide rental comps. I think we talk about it a little bit in the episode we'll be releasing next.
0: Yeah, and I think we spoke about it with Tom Horn as well.
1: Yeah. Possibly. So where they were, uh, you know, they came back with rental comps that were $250 on average above what they actually were on the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And if you're an investor looking at your Performa, that's definitely going to impact your numbers. And uh, it's ultimately that's that's what happened with this entire uh, group of investors relying on sales agents that were doing Uh, One group of sales agents doing that exact same practice. So even if you're using a separate sales brokerage from your management firm, you should always engage the management firm and know who those people are before purchasing the property. Because in the case that I just mentioned, they closed on the property and then brought it to the property management firm, which was us.
0: We see that a lot,
1: actually. Mm -hmm. We
0: We see, me personally, I see a lot of people that are, in process of closing on a property. Hey, I closed this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about this property. I want, I've I've been looking through my options for property management. I'm going to bring it to you. This, I want you to property manage it. This is what I'm expecting from it. This is, this is what I've already been told is going to be how it's going to go down. And I'm like, well, let's, let's look at the, let's look at this real quick. And, and Which is kind um, of why we're here today. It is why right? we're here today. That, that's that's exactly what I want to talk about: is, is getting through this process before you call me, essentially, well, and, the exam- and I yeah, end the up example, hurting your feelings. Almost the
1: example you just gave was kind of like somebody going down a checklist, and it's like it's they exactly get to the point: happened. okay, we're about to close. Now find your property management firm, and that it's really exactly needs to be I higher up on your pre- checklist. It definitely so. does.
0: <laughs> we we always talk about getting people boots on the ground, and, and that's important, mm-hmm. but. Boots on the ground listing agent is a lot different than boots on the ground yeah. property manager that is, you're going to be dealing with monthly to meet your expectations. And, and and as the listener, I want you all to understand the difference. A listing agent, they're done with you on closing.
1: Yeah, that, until that, the next transaction. Right.
0: They're done with you until maybe the next transaction. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't even care if you buy another house from them. Yeah. Maybe that's not the kind of properties they normally list. I deal with you every month. When, right. when that
1: when that rent check comes in, or when it doesn't come in, and you got to pay another mortgage. Well, payment. and I think the I think the broader view, Jonathan, is is the entire process because you can do, and we were actually talking with somebody about this in the past, where you can do everything right, mm-hmm. you can buy the property at the right deal, you can close it, and feel really good about it. But mm-hmm. if you choose the wrong manager, or you're off on your your evaluation numbers, sure. All that can be skewed and offset, and for the worse, unfortunately, because yeah. it's... You, and I'm you can assuming lose. all of our
0: listeners are coming to us with it anyway, so yeah. I'm assuming yeah. I'm going to so. be taking care of them, That's so we right. know that piece is going to be taken care but of. But
1: knowing that knowing that the property management firm is is good sound, they've got good sound practices, <clears throat> solid practices, I should say, but... If they're leasing the property quickly, so thereby the cash flow gets moving as as straightforward as it can be. Taking care of the property going forward, so that the turn costs are down or they're renewing, uh, all those things go into effect. But the, back to Jonathan's point, it's where, and back to back to the point that we are in it for the long haul relationship. Yeah. We're not looking for, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier. We're not looking for the one-time homeowner that is going to say, hey. I need you guys to manage, but I want to make decisions on everything. I want three quotes on, the, the example is three quotes to change out a water yeah. heater when we know what the cost to change out a water heater I mean, is.
0: What's the difference on a water heater, yeah. buying Forty yeah.
1: bucks one yeah. way or another? Yeah. You're not, you're not going to get much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you could pay complete retail rates. You could. You know, and I say list <laughs> rates.
0: Um,
1: but uh, we were having this discussion downstairs with a, another property manager I know on the other side of the country. And he said, you know, I, I've come to a point, and he said, I don't want to sound arrogant or not, but I, I'm really just focused on on the owners that are that are actually true investors and not the accidental landlords that really don't know any better. And they're the de, you know, do-it-yourselfers. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about accidental landlords, yeah. but just clarification what we talk about when when
0: we mean that it's it's someone that has inherited a property they've moved out of their house they, they didn't they weren't seeking to become yeah, a landlord. their
1: intent is not to rent the property yeah
0: out. their intent was to right.
1: sell it at one point That's probably and they're like oh we could maybe the market dictates or circumstances sure. dictate sometimes um and this guy we were talking to earlier was talking about sometimes those come back to you pull it off the market yeah. like had an example of property owner was an accidental landlord who really intended to sell it in the front end, wasn't able to for whatever reason, <clears throat> pulls it off the market, asks the tenant, works out, negotiates with the tenant to exit the property uh, early. Okay. Puts it on the market for six months. It doesn't sell. The sales, sales agent kind of, he, he needed to get more out of it. Sales agent bumped the price up. It didn't sell. In six months, he comes back again yeah. to the property manager and says, hey, can we put this back into management program? <laughs> um, and the sad part of that story is it's like you you kicked a tenant out that was paying on time and was a good tenant. So you've lost the cash flow there. You've <sighs> severed it, if you will. And then you've gone six months with no rental income. And now you're coming back. And you not to add insult to injury, but then you're going to pay the PM firm. A whatever their fee. Yeah, yeah, whatever
0: their fee is. Right. And yeah, a leasing fee first yeah, an of intake
1: all. Intake fee and a leasing fee. An intake likely, fee, so. a leasing
0: fee, and then management fee after that. Right. Eventually. So
1: so listening and I guess the point of this is is when you're building a team, let it be a team. Let it be a team of professionals. Absolutely. And when you're into those thought processes, you know, involve your team members.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: hey, and, and we, you know, in that situation, if it had been ours, maybe we could advise you, hey, Absolutely. just what I went through. You're going to you're going to sever a relationship with a good tenant that maybe yep. has been there for some period of time. And you're you're severing it and you're causing cash loss at that yeah. point. And then you're you're sitting on the market for X amount of months. And if you're overpriced, that's, you know, that's what's going to happen. Then you're it's going to take you forever to get your profitability back on track.
0: And that's not to say that yeah, these properties aren't yours. We that we get, yeah. these are your properties. The, these are our owner's properties, whoever they are.
1: But it's just Some like somebody, I go to my CPA yeah. when I have a tax-related question yep. or my it, attorney it, when I have a, a question on law. Because so.
0: we are all, trust the people that you've created your team with. We make sure that you have a, a valuable team that you can build a trusting relationship right. with and then trust them when they say, hey, let's not do this or hey, do this this way. Yeah, because that's... you 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 get someone, and I know we've spoken about this on the episode that we had about the scopes of work, mm-hmm. and, and and even in in the episode with Tom about about appraisals. When you have a person who's going to deal with this monthly, a property manager, when it's helping you with your scope of work, yeah, your contractor's going to be the one doing the work. Your contractor's going to give you how much it's going to cost to do this, that, and the other thing. But the property manager is ultimately the one that's going to market that thing for rent. And if, for instance, carpet throughout the house is not what's renting in a nice B-class area, Mm -hmm. if everybody else has hardwoods and granite countertops and you come in there and expect to get the same rent for your property that has all carpet and four mica countertops, that's an unrealistic expectation. How many times a day do you have that discussion? So many times, (laughs)
1: Brian. Way too many.
0: On a almost nearly hourly basis. It seems like Yeah. every time I get someone from out of state and they're, I've got this great property and they haven't come to us to begin with. It seems like I'm having that, that conversation. Yeah. I just got off the phone with the guy before we sat down to do this, having that conversation, even in a C-class market, clearly tenants. Yes. We're talking about teams here, but also part of your team is, inevitably going to be your tenant. Right. To get a good quality tenant. Well, that's tenant. what makes the
1: cash flow piece. That
0: work. is the piece. So. <laughs> to get a good quality tenant, that quality tenant can spot quality that you've you've given them. So, right. right. keep that also. Everybody can spot cheap. Yeah. Everybody can spot cheap. Well,
1: the, at the end of the day, it's all about what you're as an investor, what your goals are.
0: I went off on a tangent. I apologize.
1: And there's somebody out there that's buying that product on purpose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so it's really about what you're looking for, what your goals are as an investor. So those are the type of discussions we have with you on the front end to try to sort that out. So we've talked about your your original question you asked me about the team members. We we talked about finance. Mm -hmm. We talked about brokerage. We talked about PM services. Yeah. Obviously, the next thing would be the, the general contractor. Absolutely. And sometimes that comes through the property management firm. Sometimes. Uh, whether it's a direct maintenance company or rehab company mm-hmm. within the PM firm, or like us to where we have relationships with qualified sure. GCs that we vetted for you. Yeah. They have all their insurances, their workers' comp, all those things built in as a manager that we're building in to protect both you, the investor, and us, the management firm. How do you... Aside from or outside of the realm
0: of, we use ours. We get it, but we've seen their their quality work. How right. can you uh, suggest for someone if, let's say, in another state in another market that we don't handle, mm-hmm. how would you go about finding a general contractor? Is it look at their work
1: or well, I, I recommendations? Would default back, even though uh, I default back to our example first, sure, as the uh, preferred method. Okay, would be to go through the property management firm.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree.
1: Either that, uh, your other option would be do your research on a turnkey provider. Okay. Okay.
0: Man, I'm I, I really love the idea for an out of state investor purchasing a well a well created or, or, or put together turnkey property. Yeah. That's such a good offering. Because what is the biggest risk in it, the the entire? aspect of, of owning properties that make money. It's it's that it's that rehab section. That, yeah, that's where me you the, have the, the biggest two, wins,
1: the right? Two biggest pieces risk wise are the property management and the rehab. Because mm-hmm. both of those go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. The scope of the rehab, the quality of the rehab. We've talked about that on a, a prior episode. Yeah. But it's also
0: where you can accidentally run into that
1: twenty thousand dollar hidden plumbing
0: issue that that's right. you weren't that's expecting. Right.
1: Well, in, but that doesn't change. We, your I think we talked you. a little bit about lipstick on a pig. yeah, so so with that being said, just making sure that the quality if you if you go the the turnkey provider route, which is perfectly fine, uh, makes it easy. just make sure you're you're checking them out thoroughly and and yep. seeing what's what other customers are experiencing with them yeah, clients. absolutely. Um, we
0: we have a turnkey provider that uh, I think he'll probably follow us after this episode. Yeah, and
1: we, we have a couple of them actually. That, so. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That that provide some quality work. Yes, and and those are turnkey providers. The actual seller example, the one but, the one we have our, an episode about. He, he taking care of people even after he's closed on the deal. Yeah. That's that's something that.
1: But let me give an he example. You might not so find, I, but if was, you do, yeah. hold on to those
0: turnkey providers.
1: So I was just on a fishing trip with one of our general contractors, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he's working a fire claim force on a house. And sure. It's, on, it's coming to completion, but one of the things in the original scope that was not included was a bathroom. Okay. And oh, the ba- I know exactly bathroom was left. So And you know this general contractor I, well. So I do. Uh, so, you know, Alan decided that, uh, hey, I, I just can't based on what else I'm doing to the rest of the house. I'm, he I'm didn't want to leave bathroom. that green bathroom? He does not. Uh, he's not <laughs> getting paid for it. The bathroom is pretty bad, guys. I've been yeah. in this house. He's not getting paid for it. I mean, it's in great condition. It's just dated. Yeah, it dated, is. Period dated, right? So, no, it
0: re- the fire didn't touch the yeah, bathroom. It touch. touched the the outside of the door, but right. essentially nothing else. It's yeah. just so obviously a bathroom from 1968 or some crazy yeah, Obviously,
1: insurance crazy claim is not covering the bathroom. Yeah. But Well, it's cosmetic. Um. Right. But the, the client... Um, yeah client does a substantial amount of business with us, sure. keeps Alan busy. Yeah, and he uh, so he's decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and redo the bathroom. And it's on my nickel because I want to show these guys appreciation for all the business yeah. that's in my direction. And honestly, that's the second such case he's done on them in particular. <sighs> I know. But, uh, but anyways, he's done that for more than just them as well. I mean, I've absolutely. seen it. Absolutely. But But that's the quality of work. And that's why I'm going back to start with the property manager, see what the property manager's capabilities are, what they have access to, go with their recommendations first. And then that gives you the grassroots to where you can form a foundation. You can Mm -hmm. go in and you can do your due diligence on the various recommendations. And the
0: reason that a property manager can find that is because of the relationship that they have, right? which is something that that... It can't be said enough that how, how valuable the relationship is between the home buyer, the, the investor, and their lender, and then the investor and their property management firm, right. and then the property management firm and contractor, and then owner. It's it's all it's a team. It really can't right. just be a yeah. I'm hiring you guys to do this. Do what I say. I'm done with you. Guys. I'm I'm just paying for y'all guys to do a service. When when you treat people that way, you're not going to have an Allen go and. Build redo a bathroom because it needs to be done. That's right. On for free, essentially. That's That's not going to happen when you treat people like they're your employees, but they owe you something.
1: Yeah, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit. We haven't really touched upon it with any
0: definition yet.
1: But no, just talking about hiring a professional and and teaming up with a professional and let the professional be a professional, Mm -hmm. you know, the other team member that's vital to the equation could be your home inspector. A good home inspector will always give you some leverage to work with and identify problems. And I've got a guy that I use all the time, regardless of what the situation is. Mm -hmm. And I've walked away from deals because of what the home inspectors found. Really? Yep. And uh, and he's identified potential things that otherwise I would not have known they were there. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, those, those are important. Also, we talked about, like, in our case, we have an internal insurance agency for investor-based oh, product. So the property manager could be just a treasure chest of yeah. gems for you.
0: Well, because they're dealing with each aspect of exactly.
1: it. Exactly. Constantly. And that's not all property management not. firms. I mean, but... I think if you look around and you can find somebody that has all those tools in their tool belt, mm-hmm. that's probably somebody you want to partner up with. Absolutely. Uh, and the other thing that we can provide, like with with dealing with investors and purchases and sales, uh, as well as property management, is we have access to closing attorneys, um, you know, title company. We can we can make it all nice and and uh, and, and wrap it up in a in a bow for you. Yeah and just provide you with a lot of quality team members to get this thing done. And you can keep going back to the well each time and utilizing the same team members. Mm-hmm. So, so I just think it, that it's, It
0: becomes a well, 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 it's the professionalism. That's what, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to because, okay, think about this. What—like, okay, I said this to uh, a family member actually over the weekend. I was fishing, not as— fun of a fishing trip is yours, but I went fishing this weekend too, Brian. We'll get out there. We'll get out yeah, there. Yeah, we will. Um, but we, we were discussing the difference between essentially for sale by owner, selling selling a home for sale by owner right. and using an agent. And sure, uh, different agents are all, there's a big scope between, you know, the best agent in the world and, and the worst. But the basic premise that I was making is how often do you buy and sell a home? Right. And, and, and this is going back to property management. But, but the reality is, if you're not in real estate, if you're if you even if you are an investor, if you are an investor that is actively buying and selling homes, how many times do you buy and sell a home? Maybe five, six times a year. Maybe if you're just getting started, maybe 20 if you get really big. Well, how many times do you think the real estate agent that you're using buys and sells a home or is in that same transaction? And how often are they doing things for you that you don't even realize they're doing? Right. Getting a title search, making sure that home inspection comes to you and then goes back to the other side of it and does all the negotiation stuff and all the stuff behind the scenes. They're they're professionals. They're doing that stuff for you. There's a reason they get paid. Right. It's the same thing about a contractor. It's the same thing with a property manager. We do this on a daily basis. When I'm not talking to... John Smith investor who's telling me about his one home that I have to explain to him, this is a B-class market, you can't have carpet in it. Yeah, I had that conversation with him once. I had that conversation, like I said, six or seven times a day at least. I mean, explaining the scope of work, what needs to be done and and how that market is. But see, now you can go back and just push out. You know, the episode on we, the that's exactly I'm just gonna hit I'm just gonna hit send from this episode be like hey we're looking at this just property it it's over here I know it's in this nice area but I think I'm just gonna put carpet in it because I've got it cheap and I'll just go excuse me one second copy paste yeah, and that's the listen to that of some episode. of this
1: that we're doing is the education piece of it so <laughs> I,
0: I would love for every one of our investors every one of our owners just to listen to our podcast in general yeah because that that way they can hear potentially stories about them but essentially just how we're looking at it and why we say the things that we say. Right. Because we're not just telling you, hey, you really need to use a different contractor than, than your nephew who is just getting a general contractor's license that doesn't know what he's doing. We're not just saying, hey, don't use the seller's home inspector. Mm-hmm. We're, we're telling you these things for a reason. We're not just saying it like, hey, use our stuff. No, that's not. That's we're, no, we're trying to well, stop you yeah, from
1: eventually avoiding, coming to us. You know, avoiding the pitfalls. We talked about that. Avoiding pitfalls. That was the entire premise of this podcast. Uh, exactly, and and doing things that protect your interest, yeah. and not the interest of whoever's selling the property. because
0: well, we can't keep a client as a property manager. I can't keep a client if I'm treating him poorly.
1: Right. Well, back to your analogy on the sales agent yeah. when their relationship ends ours as a management firm, even if we were doing the brokerage side of it, it starts with all that, plus then it continues on under a management relationship. Mm -hmm. And we have a tenant in place. So we're maintaining, we have to have a good relationship all the way through to get lease renewals, to get maintenance handled in a timely manner, you know, all of those type things. So it's an ongoing relationship piece with us. It's not something that we're going to Sign you up and then say, "Oh, we got a, you know we got oh, a runner." Yeah, we're done. Um, not at all. <laughs> I think it's an education piece all the way through, and uh, so we keep our. You have to keep the eye on on the bubble, so to speak, mm-hmm. to to make sure your owner client is getting the most profitability they can out of the property. And sometimes that doesn't mean delivering the best of news. It doesn't, you know. And it's like, I think uh, I talked about the house that was overpriced, and ultimately the guy could have sold it at one eighty. Oh and God, then, yeah. It yeah. Set on the market for six months,
0: yeah, like and
1: unfortunately, 180 was not enough money for him to pay everything off. Sure, so he, that's why he had to come back to management. Absolutely. Um, but we're going to tell you things like in that situation, we'd say, "Hey, this this house is going to sell at 180." So
0: a good example, we we have a client right now that <laughs> that has a home listed for rent. Realistically, only about fifty dollars too high. Yep. But in the price point that that house is sitting, fifty dollars makes a big difference to that tenant.
1: I mean, fifty dollars isn't going to be a huge deal for them, uh, but six hundred dollars annually. So, but at the same time, if it sits there for a month,
0: oh my gosh, that's not fifty dollars. Yeah, it could
1: be. it's so all it it's
0: all gone by by the difference between that little bit. Of, but no, we got to hold on to this price. Right. Just listen, if, if, and they've been holding on to that price now for I think. Two and a half months. Yeah, that they it's, won't budge it's on. That's crazy.
1: I mean, and stuff that, should be moving in less than a month. We, so
0: we're not that. telling them to drop it down because we're we're not doing our part of it. Right. We we are doing all the efforts that we have. Uh, we're control giving them over. the feedback. We're telling it's them the them feedback that, is. Hey,
1: it needs to come down fifty dollars to to be in contention yeah. with everything else. So. And
0: and where that number sits, it's either because it's in this weird spot. It's between nine fifty. It's it's nine. I think it's like nine seventy. Mm-hmm. So it's in this weird spot between it's not below nine fifty. it's not a thousand the the homes in that area are up to about nine fifty and there's a quality standard up to a nine, right. about nine fifty and then there's like a two hundred dollar gap towards eleven hundred. And if you just average those numbers, nine seventy or nine eighty whatever, oh, that sounds it's like, good yeah. that sounds great, except for it's not the same quality as those right. eleven hundred. Dollar a month homes. Right, and it's, it's back, to your,
1: back to your local professional, exactly, giving you advice. So,
0: but it, it's way nicer than those nine hundred and fifty homes. Yeah, but if it was priced at nine hundred and fifty, it would have been gone. It would right. have been gone day one because it is the the highest quality of what should be in that area. Well, and
1: again, if you're, um, you know, back to the original portion of the story where we were talking sure. about, we're talking about something. Sitting out there, the wrong rent market analysis mm-hmm. being a, appropriated to the property. Yeah. So the difference is, we're going to know that nine fifty is going to move it. Yeah. Nine seventy or nine ninety or a thousand dollars is going to sit there because everything else within it's that specific that street area, yeah. it's not Nobody's blended with something that's eleven hundred dollars yeah. a mile away. You know. So and and,
0: and and the the tenants that are looking in that area, those renters when they pull that search it's the same way that i would search for a home if if i was looking if my budget was uh, $250,000 i'm and i'm looking for a home to buy i'm sorry in my search parameters i'm not putting 260 yeah i'm not putting 275 I'm putting 250 yeah same thing for a renter they they're not That's putting $970,000. 7 that is you me. realize
1: a lot of people will do the 275 thinking hey i can offer them and i'll be at 250 and how many times? Do we I have a hard
0: that? time thinking renters do that.
1: No, no, no. Renters not as much as True. purchasers. And that's my point, though, was yeah. renters are not looking at 975 because yeah,
0: renters have the mentality of rent is set. Rent is set. Uh, uh, you can negotiate on a price for a house, but rent is set. Right. I think that is something that we could probably do a whole other episode on. We this. could. But we but could. I do,
1: I think renters. We could do a whole episode because the the other piece of that is a longer term renter seeking discount because of that long-term, which is Absolutely. not always in the homeowner's best interest. True. So,
0: True. But but they believe rent is set. So they're not going to look $10 past their price range. They're right. going to look That's $20 true. past yeah. their price you're range. You're
1: right. You're spot on.
0: Because they're, they're not going to negotiate. They don't even think that they can negotiate a rent. Right. Most of them don't. The, the large majority of them do and not. Then the and what you're it. looking for is the large majority. You want to get your rent or rental property in front of as many people as possible. And so that is not looking for those one or two people that think negotiation is possible. But then, when you find those anyways, that's a smaller number. Their whole point yeah. is they're going to try negotiation
1: and negotiate. is only possible in an area that has too much supply. So, sure. Okay. So we don't we don't experience that in our markets. So no, we don't. There's no marketplace that's over overly saturated with rental supply. Which is a good thing. Yeah. That just means you have to price it where it's supposed to be. <laughs>
0: Because there's very few 970 renters out there. There's very few people that are, my max is 980. Yeah. That's it. a weird number to be, that's your max. Yep. Sure, there's. it's probably out there. But it's a lot smaller of a number than people who go, 950 is my max.
1: So what, and I don't want to get stuck on those yeah, numbers. I, so I guess... The point is... I guess the point is, my the overall point is to trust your professional team members and view them as team members. Because you're all working toward the same goal. Without, yeah. without one another... The venture can't be successful. And that includes the investor. Yeah. Because so. we're not getting paid
0: on that nine seventy property sitting there. Right. Sure, the owner right. isn't. Yeah. The the But, insurance I mean, I, but I'm referring be, back to David. the
1: entire process. Yeah. So it Whole takes thing. all of us to be successful and to allow not only the investor to make money, but mm-hmm. it allows us to make money. Back to your point. Yeah. Setting vacant. We don't want a to die. Nobody makes any money. Right. And the same thing on down the chain. So I mean, at that point the the guys in your team that get paid or your insurance guys. Yep. Um, you know, we could talk about looking at some of your additional services revolving around closing. All those guys sure. have already been paid coming into the point where you're yep. trying to get it leased up. So mm-hmm. um, but your, your lenders, I guess, yeah. still getting paid in that Everybody's case. getting paid. And yeah, the lender's getting paid. Yeah, they're getting and yeah. paid. And they uh, make sure they're getting yeah, paid. Yeah, that's causing you to pay when it's vacant. Sure. So But, but all, that's trusting the team. That's exactly right. Exactly right. And and my, my point is, I've never understood this concept. Okay. And it mainly comes from accidental landlords mm-hmm. to where they think the sole role of a property management company is to collect the rent check and to take the phone call when the when the plumbing's busted, right? You, how many? I mean, I've actually heard that out of people's mouths. <laughs> no, minds. I know.
0: I, have to, uh-huh. I, I had a guy tell me what, who, who in their right mind would pay ten percent to anybody it was a for anything? Right? <laughs> it, it wasn't, but that is. No, okay, it, it was danger. Yeah, my, yeah. my brother's yeah. friend. And I'm like, well, there's a big difference yeah. between what we offer. But and you can, you know, the funny thing is, jack.
1: you can find those. You sure can. Because I know, I know, Ralph found some of those. Down in Mobile years ago, to where they were literally managing the lease document, the, the payment, <laughs> and if a service call came in, it went to uh, okay. a contractor we had on yeah. site. So, Real so valuable. they were just really, yeah, they weren't they weren't handling much. But so it's so obviously it's so much more than that. And the what are you getting was. out of
0: that? kind of property
1: manager uh you're only getting the bare bones minimum which, which is going to picking up a
0: rent check putting it in your account maybe right. or mailing it to well you. it's not
1: a partnership it's not it's an employee relationship yes it is and getting back to where i was going with that is the what kills me is that people i mean it's a big asset for you to put put the trust yeah. into the property management firm to maintain for you mm-hmm. you know property managers aren't perfect that no. We are proactive. Uh, it's in our best interest for you to keep the property in good condition, yep. for the tenant to keep the property in good condition. It makes the rental rate a little higher the next time, hopefully, mm-hmm. with appreciation. At the same time, it keeps your turn costs lower than what they could be. Uh, so all those things go into the equation of keeping keeping you profitable year round. So, so and if, if you're going to trust say, us with yeah. that asset, trust us to be professional with that asset. Yeah. And treat your managers, treat your other team members as such. So, absolutely. Yeah. So well, it's not an employee relationship, and I it's... think where people go wrong is the the people that go into those type relationships. And there are management firms out there that will handle that. Yeah. You know, I've I've learned that lesson a long time ago, and, and we're not a good fit for those clients. Um, mm-hmm. And again, back to the other property manager I was speaking to. It's not to be arrogant. It's just to realize that what we're in it for, and we're yeah. in it to work with the investor as a, as a team member and maximize their profitability. Hey guys, Brian and Jonathan here. Today we want to tell you about one of our preferred partners, Roofstock. So what if there was an investing platform that allowed you to collect passive income and generate average annualized returns of over 8% in markets across the U.S., not just the ones in your backyard?
0: With Roofstock.com, you can buy, sell, and own investment properties the way the pros do it. And start earning passive income right away. So don't wait.
1: Reach out to them today and get started on Rootstock.com.
0: Do you think that most of our listeners understand what all they're actually getting out of that, though? Uh, when, when we say professional, uh, when we just say a professional relationship, what
1: like... I don't think they understand what the, the what all day in the life through. of a property manager is. I don't is. think they do. So, yeah.
0: I mean... That is going to be, it, it's so much more than just collecting a rent check and, and, and answering a phone call. Yeah. There, there's so many little details that go into it on a daily basis. And a lot of them are phone calls or emails that don't even amount to anything. But for instance, a tenant could have a question that is not going to affect the rent price. It's not going to affect the maintenance of the property, but they, they just have a question whether it's. Hey, who's responsible for X, Y, or Z? And because they don't get an answer, they're not going to handle it. It, it. Let's say it's yard maintenance. Let's say it's in an area where hey, sometimes yards are maintained by some people, sometimes they're not. Let's use like the 280 side of town because we do have some properties over there that we wrap that into the we wrap that into the lease. We do. Maintain. Let's yeah, because the
1: HOA requirements are absolutely. so high. We talked about one this morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, I know. We. It's,
1: it's not worth the <laughs> risk of—it's uh, one that we actually own, and we've decided from day one. We've owned it for over a decade, and it's had lawn care on it every single month, yeah. occupied or otherwise. Yeah. Because the HOA is very, very strict. Sure. So. But—and
0: it's going to take—if you're buying out of state— it's going to take a property manager that knows that area to know that. Nah, no, no to tell you that. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's not worth trying to trust a tenant to do that.
1: Yeah, it's going to but, lessen your headaches as an owner and ours as a property manager, So Oh
0: God, yeah. So so there's those those little daily tasks of knowing, okay, this needs to be done.
1: Yeah.
0: And and when that tenant calls and goes, "Hey, am I responsible for this or, or, or not?" That's not even affecting the lease. It's not affecting much of anything other than giving someone an answer. And if you're if your property manager isn't there to give them an answer. If, if they're a property manager that their job scope in their brain is, I just collect a check, and is there anything wrong with the property? No. Hey, I just need to know this question. Yeah, now the you need to check that up might with be read your lease. <laughs> read your lease. You know, there's so many things. That it's like, I'm not even going to answer that phone call. They're all, all they're doing is just calling to ask me if, if something broke. If, if they were calling the maintenance hotline, it would be the hotline number, not not this. They're calling. I'm not dealing with them. I mean – you hear it all the time. Yeah. I mean, we're in this industry. We we, I, we know some of these people. But that's the way they look at it, and that's fine. That's what they get but paid to it's do. It's really,
1: I mean, what you're getting for full-service management is 24-7 coverage. It is. And it's it's keeping eyes and ears on your property 24-7. So yeah. if there's a maintenance concern that comes up from the tenant that is an emergency, in the middle of the night, it's going to come to us. Yeah. So What about that tenant that, that subleases his this property that yeah. you don't even know about until well we may not know about it immediately but no. we're going to find it out at some point so yeah and, and that's through if they call maintenance requests in our mm-hmm. vendors you know a small benefit is our vendor network knows to report odd things yeah. back to us right and mm-hmm. uh, i was trying to remember because it was something that came up that
0: was just recently that's just why, recently that's like last week
1: beginning of last week a vendor saw something reported it back and it's like oh yeah we need to go check that out yeah, um, it was it was a sublease situation that was in Oklahoma City. Yes. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Oh, they, oh my gosh, that's such a great story.
0: Please, please tell that story. Yeah, let me that's... tell you
1: that story because it's still a little bit unfolding. But so this guy gives us a, a one star <laughs> review in Oklahoma City. So immediately I I jump on it. And I'm like, hey, contact my qualifying broker. I need to know the details on this.
0: Why are you saying that we're so bad? Yeah,
1: why, why? what's going on? Who is who is this? What's your situation? I just want a full report on what's going on so I know where to go from here, okay? Mm-hmm. So so it turns out the guy actually used to be a tenant in the property. Sure. Back two leases ago with another management company. Mm-hmm. Since dropped off before he ever took the property in, he decides he's going to move back in because at one point he was a tenant, so why not allow it to be a tenant again? Mm-hmm. So he just moves on in. He's not mm-hmm. on the lease. And a question comes up about uh, an early term situation to where they want to they want to terminate the lease early. So we speak to my office speaks to the the tenants listed on the lease, which is our protocol
0: mm-hmm.
1: and talks to them about early terming. Well, they report the results back to this guy. This guy's like, "Well that's not good enough. That's ridiculous. I should be able to terminate and not owe any money. and um, so anyway, so the guy. Excuse me. He does a phone phone call to her office, has a conversation, and then he decides to go on and trash us in Google. So,
0: well, can you explain why he was not getting this information directly from us?
1: Uh, because he was not named on the lease. That's he's right. Not a, he's not a party to the agreement, so not he has even. no right. And he should not be there.
0: No. So
1: it's so one of those, thank you, thank you for allowing us to review your account. Now you're in violation of section such and such and such and such, and... As a result, we're going to impose a fine on you and give you a notice period to (laughs) cure the default, right? So sometimes when those situations come up, uh, it creates additional things. But the basis of that is if somebody's collecting a rent check okay, and that's all they're doing, they're not going to give two rips about that because they're going to say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get idea. you out. We'll get a, another chance to earn another lease up fee. Yeah. So, but that is, uh, that's <laughs> not a professional manager. So, um, so we, you know, and unfortunately we take, we get trashed a little on Google occasionally. Yeah. And it's, if you pay attention, Some it's people don't from, like from us. No. Yeah. Some people don't like us doing the hard, right. the hard doing, work. Doing the work, representing the owner yeah. and, and the hard work. And in this guy's yeah. case, it's just, he didn't get his way. So it's a, you know, it's a reaction, but he has no legal right. Correct. to put that on there. And yeah. uh, so it's still playing out. We're going to see if we can get it removed because, you know, that's important to us. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, but we still responded and like, thank you. And uh, but anyways, it's, uh, it takes all kinds. And you know, I think <laughs> at some point, I think we will do a story on uh, on some, uh, we'll do an episode on stories. Uh, I mean, man, we adventures. have
0: so many. And I, I really considered today, being, let's talk about stories. Let's do let's do a crazy, a bag of crazy. Can of call I, we, I, I really Can want of crazies in
1: property management. But I think before we do that, we need to do some research so we can really come up with a good juicy ones. That, and and that's that's basically it. Is
0: is yeah, that would be fun, yeah. and it is going to be fun. Man, yeah. it's going to be fun. But there's so many of them, and I want to set up our listeners and and as a this is how this is how we expect our owners to be right, but best case scenario. And I think the next episode really, really is going to stand apart. It's like, okay, this is almost the best case scenario you can get. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have, we have a investor that, that works with us on a lot of deals and he's man, he's, he sets a, a, uh, he's he's pretty
1: sharp. He's he's really sharp. sharp.
0: He sets that line in the sand of this is, this is the goal that I want. Uh, let, all of me, our guys
1: let me let me say it. He went about it the right way. He really did, and goes about it the right and way on a daily basis
0: because he treats everyone professionally, right? And because he's treated everyone so professionally, he's he's built this this team around himself that he has such trust in with us and his lenders and his
1: contractor. Contractor.
0: Everyone has, is
1: sales agents. like everyone. Yeah.
0: It's it's such a network of trust that he's got built and people that he's buying from because he's treating the, the wholesalers or the homeowners that are in dis- a stra- distressed situation. Right. He's treating everyone so well and so professional. It's not that he's not a charity case, not at all. He's yeah. not giving people charity.
1: No, he's respectful
0: and He's respectful, so. he's professional, and because of that, he's, cre- he's created such a professional aura around him that we've become friends with him. He, he's. Yeah. It was professional first and then friendship afterwards because it's such a professional but situation. That's the funny thing
1: that occurs when that happens. Yeah. Is and it's not just from us nope. back to him reciprocally, but the deals start flowing his direction. Oh yeah! Because then all of a sudden you've got people with eyes and ears open. Yeah, that are team members, and it's like, hey, you know what? We found a good deal over here. It might be a yeah. great fit for what you're doing, and thereby he's coming in and buying that property and and rehabbing it mm-hmm. and either reselling it to another investor that will sign on and manage absolutely, uh, or he's buying and holding it. So well, and then for me and, and I don't work with helping people buy
0: homes that often. It's not right. it's that's not really in the scope of Well, we're
1: designed to be an investor yeah. purchase brokerage, not a retail brokerage. Exactly. So,
0: but one of the things that I'm, i constantly am doing is looking for anomalies in markets anyways. Right. It's just it's just part of what I do and I send out when I find a deal that seems to be like, "Oh, that's a cherry of a deal." I mean, I send them out to I send it out to a lot of different investors, people that I find that I think would be interested in. But he's always going to be at the top of that list because I know he's going to do that property right. right. I know that he's probably going to make better decisions on that property. I know he's going to treat that property better than another person will. I know he'll make more money off of it. So he's the first name that I generally send him to. Right. I mean, I'm like, oh, you know who would really do well with this property? This guy. Boom, and I just send it to him because I know he's gonna, and I send it to everyone else too. Eventually, when I think, oh yeah, they're looking for one, if they ask me to look for one, eh, yeah, I'll send them to them too. I'll send it, to, but he's always gonna be also in that email. Well,
1: and that's, that's because so I know true, that he does, uh,
0: he does uh, him well. Yeah. he's gonna make more money off. Well, of he it.
1: does him well, and he's he's part of a, a good network. And I, you know, and I think I know I'm not
0: wasting my time sending it. No, to him,
1: and you that's know. that's probably a team member we've left out of the equation. Oh yeah, (laughs) Um, as a a a network or national Mm -hmm. uh, lending—I'm sorry, national listing Mm -hmm. service—to where you can actually find deals, and then I still think you still go to the local expert and still validate and verify as part of your due diligence. Mm -hmm. But those guys can identify product for you. Uh, We've talked about that on previous episodes. We'll we'll have an episode with uh, with Roofstock just. Throwing oh, that man, out again. I want
0: to. I but want to so bad. We just need to
1: get that set up so we can let our listeners enjoy it. But, um, but just their piece of the puzzle, whether it's them or uh, through an investment network or whatever that's supplying. We
0: we probably had a roofstock ad in this very episode, Brian.
1: Probably. Yeah, probably. That's right. That's right. So, if not,
0: that'll be at the end of
1: the episode. But yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure it's got, probably going to be in the middle of this
1: one. Uh, but that's that's an important. And again, it all comes back to your strategy and mm-hmm. whether you want to look for them yourself, have local people looking for them, have a national partner looking for them that works with local partnerships. Yeah. Um, so you can build it a number of different ways. And you could even build it specific to market. So, which is, you know, a large portion of it has to be market specific, but your national partner could be the bridge bridge new between an ahi properties in birmingham alabama absolutely and a gk houses in little rock arkansas that they're partnered with so absolutely. you know so you get that it's like where do i go if i want to buy over here well maybe sure. that partner can help you do that mm. um, and then some firms like ourselves we have access and know where people are located that truly are you know, they're, they're professionals are designated, designated their best in class operators. So. Yeah. That's
0: like when we, we talked with Jen Stoops yeah. and, and, Deb and Deb Newell. Deb Newell. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're not affiliated with us outside of No matter NARP, of fact, I brought we're, that we're up. Friends. I
1: brought that up to, to talk. We know we that they do a good over job. the weekend. He goes, oh, really? those are two sharp girls. Yeah, they right. really yes, are. they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are.
1: Wow. Uh, wow. But he knows, he knows them well and has known them for probably, uh, well, I know he's known Deb longer than I have, but he's known, uh, uh, Shout out to Jen Jen Deb and Jen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they have me so, listening. But anyways, it's uh, it, it's not hard to tell when you start talking to a PM firm because the respect is reciprocal. Again,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, being respectful of professionals and professionals who are respectful of you, and uh, and not taking advantage of a situation where we have a new investor because it's exciting for us. Yeah, I mean to go through the process and, and help an investor figure out what they're looking for and and hone their skills. Oh so man, speaking. that's you know? fine it is, it is uh, so much fun.
0: It's, Uh, it's one of my favorite things is when I get somebody that, uh, you know, comes in and they are looking at all these, right. right. When I, when I find an investor that essentially is the, the investor that, that I'm hopefully talking to right now, that's listened to our podcast or has listened to other podcasts and they come in prepared and with that mentality of, okay, all right, I'm, I'm buying this property. I need your expertise. Okay. What do I need to do? And then I, it's always that first conversation after I've gone out there and I've looked at that property. If, if it's the first time I'm talking to them, and inevitably they have a property in mind. And then I go out there and I look at that property, and I and I send them, okay, for me to take this under management, the things that we're going to have to do to this property before I start marketing it, windows, yeah, AC's got to work. It needs this. It needs that. And I go through, and I, and I send that off. And when if their reaction isn't like, Oh my God, I can't, I'm buying, it's supposed to be ready. Okay. It's a different conversation, but when I get, okay. Um, do we already have quotes on this? All right, let's go ahead and yeah. Who, who can yeah. I use? And they're already okay. Yeah. yeah I'm ready to go. There, right. How do I get there? I'm going to go ahead and fund my account to go ahead and get this started. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's move. And then we start going And then they start having that conversation with me. Okay, well, what else is, is there something else in this area? I I, I just found this one because I've talked to this person or I found it on this side or I did this or somehow I got hooked up onto this property. Now let's talk about I want a portfolio in that area or I want to use you, I, I like what you guys have to offer. Can you find me more stuff to put in this, to put under you guys? Is there more properties you can find? And Whether that's me reaching out and finding a buyer's agent like, Kim is a great person that right, right. that I used. To, I, I'll, all right, hey, talk to talk to this buyer's agent. And they'll help you find investment properties. And I know that I have a relationship with this buyer's agent right. that I know works in the investment buyers. That he, she works with investment buyers. Right. She she can find those good deals, and she's not gonna sell them something. That they're going to bring to yeah, me, and it's going to hurt. They're, they're, she's going to send them to properties that they're going to come to me. How about this one? She found me this one. Perfect. That one's great. Let's get this done. Let's get this done. And then we've built them a portfolio of all this stuff, and now they're all under our management, and we can show them what we can do. That is, man, that's exciting. When, when it comes, when they come to us with, "All right, I'm ready to go. Let's let's get this well, all done." And, and
1: to peeling back the the next layer of, you know, getting the insurance group involved oh, and, and helping them out, you know, states. Five states away. Oh God, whatever, yeah. You know, um, it, when they come to us,
0: hey, who do you who do you know? Yeah. In Montana. Yeah. I found a good spot in Montana. Well, who do I, you know over there? You know, and I
1: would encourage our listeners. I mean, hit us up on our email if you're thinking about buying somewhere and you want to know who a good manager is in the marketplace. Uh, I'm happy to help you out. Oh I've, yeah, I've got. I've got a lot of access to Arpen National and uh, just understanding who's in what markets, and, and I've been in it long enough that I know.
0: And that's podcast a lot of at AHIProperties.com. That's right,
1: podcast. And at you can send us
0: questions, whether they're our our market specific or not. Yeah. The, the what Brian's talking about is we. He's right. We know people everywhere it's all about relationships and it is sure. that's yeah. what it comes back down to is that professional relationship it's yep. what we started this whole podcast talking about it's what we started this particular episode talking about yeah it's a professional relationship and that's what you have to have to make to make heads or tails of this industry you well, have yeah. to have and that. to
1: be successful I mean it's it's mandatory to be successful because you've, you've got to build the right team because anybody can come in and
0: have a bad attitude and they can they can start out, and maybe they'll maybe they'll pitch to us as, right. "Hey, yeah, I'm going to do all this the right way." And then over time, we see, okay, maybe they're not. And 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 yeah, they might make a little bit of money right at the start, but then that relationship falls apart, and it's like, okay, you're not in this for the long haul. Right. You're you're not gonna. Well, not again, gonna treat there's, there's right. ways
1: for everybody on the team to to be profitable, and you know, profit to every team member means continued success for everybody. So. Yeah. So that's what we want to build again. Back to the lasting relationships, and uh, and kind of back to your earlier example. It's like, you know, it's exciting to see them allow us to help build a portfolio, mm-hmm. whether it's one home at a time or a, couple <clears> a month or whatever your you know whatever your appetite is, uh, but helping you do that. That's that's what we get excited about.
0: Oh man, it's so much fun. And then when we find a client that gets to be a Chris Warren, yeah. that, that gets to be a more than just one or two transactions. More than just, yeah, they have a few properties with us. It becomes a, every time we're in town, hey, we're going to get Even if he's not doing anything other than yeah. just swinging just out, Just yeah. hanging out. Just hanging out. You know what? I'm going to hang out with him yeah. every time he's in town. Yeah, I like that guy. He, he's, he was a good client. He was professional. Yeah. But now he's he's a friend because that relationship is built on trust to begin with. Right.
1: Well, you want to go the extra mile. The I do want to go yeah. the extra mile. Good people, you want to go extra mile for. So and then that's just it's, human nature. Yeah. So. even
0: when it has nothing to do with business, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to go out to go and have a beer with him because it's beyond a professional property management situation. It's now it's professional. Now every time he's in Birmingham, oh, let me show you something different in Birmingham. It has nothing to do with property yeah. management. Sometimes. No, but let me show part- you this new it's place that's opened up that you'll have fun with next right. time you come into town. Yeah. Let me take you to this place. Just because it's fun. You don't know about it. You're not from here. Yeah. Let me take you to this fun barbecue place, and let's eat our weight in barbecue. I've done that a time or two, Brian. We've seen it. Remember Memphis? Oh, my gosh. I All still right, so feel I've Memphis. I've
1: got a line on a Filipino barbecue place we're going to check out. So. Okay. We need to do that this week, Brian. Filipino barbecue. That sounds great. Yep.
0: Oh, man. Right.
1: Filipino barbecue. I've never had it before. So, I haven't either. Uh, after this weekend, I am going to try it. So.
0: Filipino barbecue. Yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> if you have
1: suggestions with Filipino
0: barbecue... Again, that is podcast at AHIProperties.com. I will accept all food recommendations within my like uh, driving distance, and I'll drive a good, a good piece for some good barbecue.
1: Yeah, there you go. So I think to kind of wrap up today, so just keep going into it with a mindset of building your team out and mm-hmm. then identifying your properties not not the other way around. Don't don't piece your team together as you've already identified a property and you're already in the process. Yeah. So do your due diligence on the front end and that's going to actually equip you to be successful. Mm. And I think it's going to allow you to have a good experience, yep. turn around and have another good experience and another good experience in the future. So
0: Well, it's not just a transaction. This is a business. Uh, yeah. Each each home
1: it is its own is its own
0: business. individual business. <laughs> and a business is made up of not just one person making all the decisions. What
1: is it, Richard? And a bunch said of the the, the, si- the silo. So you got a silo on that house. Yeah, so it's you, you gotta it.
0: you gotta build that team. It's it's a it's a business. Yeah, and we're, it's and a,
1: where where a lot of uh, investors, when they're really heavily involved in the situation themselves, trying to do multiple things, that really should be partnered out with somebody. They'll be so involved that they'll be caught off guard on something that's so normal mm-hmm. and just. It might be like that early termination request. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and snuffing that request and, and, you know, it's how many times do we hear... Hey, I'm. I'm turn, I want to turn in my notice because I'm buying a house. So, uh, well, let's go through that lease agreement section with you one more time. Yeah. Make sure you fully understand what it's going to cost you, and uh, well, then we'll need to just decide I mean, if you really if want you, to turn in a notice. If
0: you're today. doing this your own self, if you're if you're trying to handle that portion your own self, and you've just gotten a lease that you have found, that seems like a perfect, perfectly reasonable request. Right off the top, off the top of the, the head, like, okay, well, you're buying a house. Uh, okay, I guess I got to go find out and go find a new tenant. Right. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no! Wait a minute. You that. It, it might come there's to that. But there's
1: going to be a termination clause. There, associated with it. That's going to be to your financial advantage.
0: So. Absolutely. And if you don't know that, y- right. You you might let that slide because you,
1: <sighs> well, I guess
0: I didn't think about this.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, we thought about that. And there case. are cases where you know, honestly, if possession is just restored, and, yeah. and the most important thing is regaining possession, so you can yeah. then turn the profit, you know, the cash flow back on again. Mm-hmm. So and uh, but we you know we were there to work with you through those situations and they oh, handle man. it for you. One of the things you just said turning that back on made me
0: think of utilities. Guys, utilities. Oh, utilities are important. Let your property manager help you with utilities.
1: Yeah. Don't don't do that alone. Yeah, don't do that alone.
0: <laughs> also, don't try and There's show so property. Nuances. Don't try and show a property without power in it. It's really hard to show a property if it doesn't well, have power you know, or water. Since
1: we're touching upon that and setting expectations like power, water, and in certain times, gas is important.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. man.
1: I mean, obviously, in the, in the winter time, you want the furnace to work, and, yeah. and you want it, you want the climate control systems to work. Um,
0: yeah, and if you're in if you're in like Boston or someplace where it's cold all the time, you don't realize how important
1: oh yeah AC is. We, I just had a, but even in the south man they, they don't build houses like yeah
0: absolutely yeah.
1: They don't build I'm just, houses. I'm just thinking of a of a, an out of state client color. that
0: that was slightly astounded by the fact that I told him window units were not gonna fly. Yeah. <laughs> he was what do you mean it had window units? oh, okay, well, yeah, that's we, not going to work yeah, for we, us. We
1: stay away from the, those properties. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's not the same world it was, you know, 40, <laughs> 50 years ago. So so back to
0: back to the end here, final notes is just, I mean, build a trusted team. Yep. Build a trusted team and then use them for what you've hired them for. Let them be the expert, if indeed they are the expert on that. Right. They are probably more than likely more of an expert on Whatever you have hired them to do, than you are, in most of these cases. And again, so trust them.
1: Yeah, back to the importance of the property manager. I think that's a key team member uh, because I think they can provide three, four of those team members that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. and already have had vetted them out and made sure that they were uh, quality team members for you to add. So you don't have to go through the headache of trying to figure out.
0: Oh, what was the? This company we had a sign off suggestion what was it don't bang your head on the door frame on what yeah. was it i was pretty decent it guys. was but we, it
1: was it, but,
0: it's but, basically this point is yeah. let your professionals do the professional work but yeah.
1: I think she the original really recommendation well. was, "Hey doofus, don't beat your head against <laughs> the door." That's what it was. Hey doofus, don't beat your head against the door. We don't necessarily want to go with that one, but you know, maybe a variation of. So, so hey, <laughs> listener.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just it's catchy
1: but, when you say, it, "Hey doofus." It, it
0: really—it's—it might. I'm—I'm I'm halfway okay with, "Hey doofus, don't beat your head on the door. <laughs> Let the professionals help you out here." Uh, <sighs> but yeah. I think that's going to be it for today, guys. Yeah. Come back and see us next week. If you have any questions, email us at, again, we're going to say it for, I think, the third or fourth time on yeah. this episode. Yeah, at
1: least four times. But, but
0: podcast at ahiproperties.com. This will be coming out um, next week, Brian. So, actually, we want to mention our uh, property management
1: Yeah. Um, thank you for that bringing happening. that up, actually. Um, if you're so,
0: listening in the Birmingham yeah. metro area or just Alabama. Yeah. Or... Good probably even Memphis Nashville Yeah it's Atlanta. really
1: designed um so we're hosting a uh a property management summit and uh actually I think as of today we've got about uh close to 40 people registered so far mm-hmm. So we have a panelist of experts It's an
0: invite only it, event. It is
1: an invite only event. We have uh five property managers representing uh, over 5000 properties under management mm-hmm. single family homes. Uh, great moderators. It'll be a panel discussion. We'll talk about hot topics, pain points. Uh, it's really geared toward property managers, uh, real estate agents, and brokers.
0: I assume we have listeners that are in, yeah. in that realm as yeah, well. But
1: if you're self-managing or in that realm, reach out to us. We'd be happy to hook you up uh, with some tickets. And uh, If it's,
0: you're using a property manager, that's mm-hmm. not us, but it's in that area, and yeah. you want them to have just that extra piece of... Expertise. I yep. mean, I'm all about brand new property managers well, our, or somebody yeah. that is going to do something for specifically our you. Our professional
1: industry is so great. Oh man, sharing information to make everybody's job easier and to raise the level of professionalism within Absolutely. our industry. But anyways, we'll have uh, a great education piece, great networking piece, uh, and this is the first of many. So we just are kicking it off. And uh, that's going to take place June 5th, and that's in Pelham, Alabama, at the CERB Pro uh, Absolutely. facility. So uh, if you want more details, reach out to us. We'll be happy to provide them to you or point us towards somebody mm-hmm. that would like to be an attendee, and we'll be happy to hook them up.
0: And you can also find us on Facebook. I don't think we've mentioned that. Yeah. But you, you can find AHI Properties on Facebook at AHI Properties. A-H-I A-H-I you can properties, just kind of yeah. search that. But that also has – I mentioned that because we have the event – Post it yeah, we have
1: it there. Well. LinkedIn, LinkedIn as well. Twitter. I mean, it's all over the place. And, and, uh, and, and we're running the general. scheduling side of it through Eventbrite, so it's uh, it's pretty well uh, organized. And uh, yeah, just follow us. Uh, that's a great great mention. Follow us on Facebook. There's a lot you. of good stuff going on. Absolutely. So. Great articles we push out through the our social media uh, geared toward property properties, uh, things to do for your properties as an investor. Uh, so great education piece. So. But uh, until next time, I guess we're going to sign off, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Don't put your head on the door or something. Don't put your head on the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. Hey, guys. Brian and Jonathan here. Today we want to tell you about one of our sister companies, the Birmingham Insurance Group. We all know to maximize cash flow and ROI, investors and property managers need an insurance broker who knows their business. Birmingham Insurance Group, aka BIG, does just that.
0: They specialize in the single family residential rental market with customized products that really check all
1: the boxes and they're at affordable rates. You have 24-7 online access where you can pay your bill, add or remove properties, issue certificates. And best of all, everything is on your schedule. Don't worry. They do business in all 50 states, so reach out to
0: Richard Davis and the team to see what big can do for you.
1: Call them today at 205-616-1107 or online at bhminsgroup.com. The songs Lobby Time, Retro Future Clean, and Rocket Power were created by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Visit creativecommons.org licenses by 3.0 on the web.